She bless you. I'll start on a good note. I've learned a song. You didn't hear me. I've learned a song. And I will take it home. You know, you would have taught people my age who have been around for so many years would have known all songs, but I find one that I learned. I enjoyed it. Give me a moment to give a word of greeting. You may be seated. And we'll get to the word of the Lord. Amen. So, on the behalf of the church back home, we bring greetings to Brother Ed, the officers of the church, Brother Harold's family, amen. Uh, my first visit to Canada was at this church. I, I had nothing to do with Toronto other than had a relative there to spend a little time. So, I've always known Canada to be Edmonton for me, amen, and we have been a part of these meetings for many years, Amen. Uh, over the years, many have bonded with us, amen, and Brother Mark's visit home, I always inquire of the cowboy, one of the ushers, I always inquire of the twins, who I understand a young man is the son of one of them, so we always know a group of people over the period of time, so we certainly thank God, um, as Brother Ed would tell us, that... Um, Brother Harold has been a part of our ministry uh, in, back home prior to 79. 79, we had a church building. In his early days, we didn't even have a church building. Amen. So, by the grace of the Lord, uh, I have been pastor, as Brother said, and Brother Harold was the one who ordained me, and Brother Harold played an important role in establishing our church. Amen. After that type of break by the grace of God. I have visited Uganda four times, and uh, there's no doubt when people refer to Brother Harold as the African Eagle, they know what they meant, right? I, am, I always have to be shown where Brother Harold, who baptized with Prince Albert, there was some B, where Brother Harold baptized this one, where Brother Harold stayed in those days and what the days were like, you know, and I stayed in better places, and the Brother Harold was a good soldier, and the work he wrought. So God bless you. May we stand and take a portion of God's word. I start by saying this with God's prophet. God's prophet said a message. He said, you have never preached a sermon yet. He said, ministers never preach a sermon yet. He says, the Holy Spirit preach a sermon. Amen. He said, what we as ministers do, we take a note and we know things, but it's the Holy Spirit minister. And I trust God, the Holy Spirit, that minister is the Holy Spirit to hear, to receive what is ministered upon. Amen? So Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. I don't know for what reason why this church don't have a clock. <laughs> How have I not seen it? <laughs> All right, pressure. Yes, I, I always look for a clock, you know. You all are brave. <laughs> Bless the Lord. 
We're going to read the word of the Lord alternately, verses 1 to 5. I'll read one verse, you read the other. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. May we read verse 5 together. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. May we bow our hearts, Father Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, that you, we are the people, Lord, who are deemed to receive your word. And Lord God, we just pray your richest blessing upon your people. Let your word be spoken. Let your word be heard. Receive the praise, the honor, and the glory. Commit the church here to your care. Precious Brother Ed, the officers of the church, Lord God, continue to bless your people as we take with us, Lord, fond memories of being here before, being on this pulpit before, Lord, and recognizing, oh God, uh, the support and recognizing, oh Lord, what came forth from this spot. We pray your blessing will be upon us in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen. and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to take a thought from the message calling Jesus on the scene. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I believe precious brother Mark uh, is giving me some support to the technical aspect. I want to speak tonight on this thought here. God's prophet is asking us, what a secure feeling. What this secure feeling is all about is knowing and watching the Holy Spirit change your nature from a vile person. Amen? Amen? Then we know we have passed from death unto life. We see the Holy Spirit living in us, His life. The Lord help us tonight. I want to share a thought by the grace of the Lord on what a secure feeling. So what a secure feeling is all about is knowing, we know that. Amen. We are experiencing that. We know that and we are watching. Amen. Amen. We know that and we are watching the Holy Spirit change our very lives. Amen. Amen. Now, live all of us, we are fully well aware, we live in a day of uncertainty. There's uncertainty all around us. Amen. All around us, there's uncertainty. We do not know if we can leave this building tonight. I don't know if I can finish preach tonight. We do not know if our loved ones are secured home tonight. So it is a time of uncertainty. We do not know if tomorrow one of us will be a corpse. So it's a time of uncertainty. You know, we live in a great day of uncertainty. Amen. Since time started in the Garden of Eden because of sin. Amen. 
Amen. We live in, there have never been a time of such uncertainty. Amen. Where there is no hope for the natural world. But yet, we are talking about being secured. Yet, in the midst of uncertainty, we are talking about being secured. Amen. We are identifying by the grace of the Lord that we have a secure feeling. Amen. We live in a day of plagues. We live in a day of economic challenges. Amen. Yet the believer is secured. The believer is secured. The believer is confident. The believer is relaxed. The believer feels safe. Oh, yeah. The believer is happy. Yeah. Nothing worries the believer. Hallelujah. The believer is immovable. Hallelujah. We have a secure feeling. Yeah. Hallelujah. In the midst of all sorts of situations. Yeah. We are somewhat likened tonight like the disciples. Amen. On the troubled sea. Amen. Hallelujah. They were secured. They were in a troubled sea. They were trailing, sailing through treacherous waters. Amen. But what secured them? The creator. The creator. Amen. Was sailing the troubled sea. So it is not they were sailing the troubled sea. They had the creator with them. So church, tonight, in this dark day of world's history, in this dark day, amen, think about the creator sailing with us. We are not alone. What a security. The creator is sailing with us. Hallelujah. So tonight, no matter what comes, hallelujah, we are sailing with the, with the creator. No matter what situation arises, hallelujah, amen. Women, we have a secure feeling. Now let it be known tonight, the natural world does not give you that kind of feeling. There's nothing in the natural world that will give you that secure feeling. For instance, I am three score, 10 plus four. I am 74. And I would believe by then I'm supposed to be secured. I'm supposed to have some sense of natural security. But you know, I learned some hard lessons. I learned nobody, medical plans, some of them don't care for you after you pass empty. When you need it most. I've learned once that try for travel insurance, they say none for you. You, you follow what I mean? So when you think you're secured, you learn the hard way that you know, the world don't care about you. You know, you are a risk. <laughs> you are a risk. Nobody going to spend money on you. I went to the bank, I wanted to get something done. And I asked the chap, I said, look, I have my security. I have everything. I want a piece of land. He said, bring your son. I said, why you must bring my son? I said, but it's my buying this. I have my funds. I could pay for it. He said, you have to bring your son. Nobody want to insure me. Nobody want to lend you anything, you know, because you are a risk. And nobody, so there's no way in the natural world when you feel 
at a certain age, boy, I reach where I'm going, and my children are educated, and I don't have no debts, and I can do a lot of things. You can't do nothing. Because they say, see you, you are a risk. Amen? So we cannot get security in the natural world. Amen? Hallelujah? But yet in the midst of it, nothing and nobody could touch the preserved of God. Hallelujah? Nothing could touch the preserved of God. We have a secured feeling. Nothing could touch the church of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are anchored. We are safe and secure. Nobody could harm us. Hallelujah. So the, God's prophet is telling us what gives us a secure feeling. What gives us a secure feeling, amen, is knowing. You know and you watch the Holy Spirit change your nature from a vile person. Amen. God is with you. That is what insecurity is. You have the evidence. God is with you. I am not alone. I am not fighting no battle alone. It is God is with me. God is working on me. God is doing something in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. God is working with me. And that is what gives us security. Hallelujah. That gives us secure, blessed assurance. Amen. Oh, glory to God. The security of the believer. Amen. God's prophet will tell us is one of the mysteries revealed today. The genuine, the true belief in the eternal security of the believer. So church, what a secure feeling. How secured we are. We are secured knowing. Hallelujah. Amen. It's God doing the keeping. We are secured knowing that we are eternally secured. We are eternally secured. What Ephesians 5.27 tells us. Ephesians 5.27 tells us that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that it should be holy and without blemish. Hallelujah. That is God said so. God said so. That he is going to have a church. He is going to have a church. A glorious church. Not having a spot or wrinkle. No devil could stop you. No demon could stop you. Nothing of this world could stop you. God ordained you. God chose you. God ordained you. And if God ordained you to a certain position, hallelujah, we are secured by the grace of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We read in the scripture tonight, Ephesians 1.4 tells us, according as he had chosen us in him. I did not choose myself. You did not choose yourself. As a matter of fact, we had no desire for God. It is God that planted a desire in us. God put something in you to God put something in you to go after him. And you know he come wrong and bless you. 
God put the desire. You could not desire God. It's God that put the desire. And God come around and bless you for receiving that call. According as he had chosen you in him. That we, we, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Amen. Brother Abraham once said in question and answers, he said, I want to speak on the chosen ones. He said, I want to speak on the chosen. So there are the people that is chosen. It is God that chose them. And God didn't choose you when he was good. Amen. God chose you. You did not choose God. He said, I want to speak on the chosen one. I want to speak on the secured ones. Amen. God chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So the choosing tonight is not of you and I. The choosing tonight is of almighty God. Hallelujah. It is his choosing. Amen. God's prophet will tell us, he said, there are some things it's not easy to say to the world. It's not easy to say to our untrained congregation. Every, yeah, some people can take the word of God and trample on it. You know, it's not easy to say certain things to certain people. Amen? It's not easy to say certain things before sinners. No, but God chose you. Hallelujah. This is for the people of God. God chose you before the foundation of the world. And you know why he chose you? He know you. Yeah. Hallelujah. God chose you because he know you. God chose you because he know my sheep will hear my voice. God know you. God chose you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He say what? No man come to me except my father draw him. Amen. Hallelujah. To come, God draw you. And why God could draw you is because your name is on the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Your name is there. And because your name is there, God draw you. You sit down in church tonight and you know people in the worship, you know saints all around. You say, why these people do not take on the word of God? Why I must take it on? Why some people do not line up? Brother Branham said, perhaps, perhaps their name is not on the Lamb's book of life. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Perhaps. Amen. So thank God the secure feeling is knowing you could yield to the word. Yeah. Knowing you could bow to the word. Yeah. No, everybody cannot receive the word. It's all that the Father had given yeah. will come. Yeah. And thank God if we have something to be happy about, we got to be happy that God, I didn't knock, God knocked at your hard door and God knocked at my hard door. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So where our security is, our security is not in church. Okay? Our security is not in church. Church is the best place, you know. Don't misunderstand me. Church is the best place you could be in tonight. There's no better place than that. But make sure from church we get into Christ. Yeah. 
our security is not in the church. Amen. The church helps you to maintain your confession. The, church, the environment helps you. All right. Back home, you know, if anybody have any experience in farming, if you're farming um, ducks or chicken and so on, um, in your estimation, anybody who lay an egg could hatch an egg. Yeah. So I didn't know better, a little boy, you have plenty of ducks and you save up all your egg. And you realize you don't have a drink. You don't have no meal. No meal in the yard, you know. But you don't know better. You don't know duck laying egg because duck will lay egg. Whether a meal is there or not, the egg would be laid. So if there was not a mating of the male with the female, that egg is not geometized. And if you had an experience, you know what, what was the end of those eggs? The stench. Good? So church, from church, you have to get into a relationship. A relationship with Christ. Hallelujah. you got to make sure. Thank God I said for church. Church is wonderful. Like a hen. He formed the eggs. And that hen will stay there until he's dead. Warming eggs. When you check 28 days, how many days? You ain't bring nothing yet? You have to throw him away. Right? But he's, he has to warm the eggs. So the church creates the atmosphere for you. Listen to the word, the creator, but you got to make sure you're in connection with the master to bring forth. Hallelujah. So our connection is with our Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us, therefore, there is therefore, Romans 8.1, there is therefore now, 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 and now only could mean now. There is therefore now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, church. It's not enough to be in church. You've got to be sure that we are in Christ. Our security is in Christ. The apostle Paul said, if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation. If you are in Christ, you are released from all guilt. You are in Christ. If you are in Christ, you have no guilt. If you are in Christ, you have no condemnation. If you are in Christ, you have no fear. Hallelujah. If you are in Christ, you are free from sin. If you are in Christ, you are free from the cares of this world. Hallelujah. No condemnation. You are not condemned. You cannot be in Christ and condemned. Hallelujah. You thank God, brother, sister, tonight. Our Lord, when he look, he don't see you. He see who you are in. If I had look at myself, we look at ourselves, we have so many faults in our flesh. But brother, you don't look at you. Look at the one who you are in. Amen. God sees you in Christ. That is why invisible union, when God's prophet will tell us, you never did it. You are free. You are justified. That was not you. That's not the real you. 
Glory to God. Amen. What were you seeing in? Seeing in Christ Jesus. There is there for now. So you are free. No condemnation. Hallelujah. Amen. Nobody could accuse you for nothing. Woo. Church tonight, you will never feel so in yourself. Because you know you. You know you have been living with you for many years. And there's a lot of things about you that is contrary. The devil could remind you of your past. A lot of things about you. Amen. So it's, it, but you cannot see that in yourself. It's what Christ had already done for you. Hallelujah. Is what, that is why we have so much to praise God for. We have so much to thank God for. That's why we worship and we praise God. Because what God did for us. It is he that turned me around. It is he that changed you around. It is he that turned around your desire. It is he that turned around how you feel about things. It is he that make you anew. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, glory, 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 glory. So church, take what the word says. See, it's either we believe what the word say. Or we believe what the enemy say. According to the word of God, you are in Christ, you are perfected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the world, you are a sinner. But to God, you are not. No condemnation. To God, you are perfectly sinless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. What God's prophet tells us in the seals. Amen. He said, every born again believer, true believer, is absolutely sinless before God. Amen. Are you going to believe that or believe what you feel? Amen. No, you can't believe what you feel. You have to believe what the words say about you. All right. Let's take a little example. All of us, when we first got convicted by the word, and we first received the word, and we will say that I am saved. I went to church, I get convicted, and pastor prayed for me, and I believe I am saved. You know what you had when you say you're saved? You had no evidence. No evidence. The only evidence you had was your testimony. Nothing to stand for. You, the word said you're saved. You go home and tell your family you're saved. They say, give, give him a week. Give him a month. Give him two years. Give him a little time now. He'll come out of that. But you told them you are saved. All you had was a confession. All you had was a confession. But your confession brought forth your salvation. After a while, they say, boy, you know, the only man really saved. <laughs> but all you had was a confession. I invite you tonight, believe the word. Believe what the word says of you. Believe what the scripture said. Blessed is the man. The word said that. To whom the Lord will not impute sin. That is the word. The word said there's a people so secure that the Lord will not impute sin. Blessed is that man. That's a blessed man. 
a man that God does not reckon sin to. There is a man that God don't hold sin against. There are people. They are right here. Brothers, sisters, young people. That God don't hold sin against you. Yes, but a green, but a green holds sins against you. you as a matter of fact, you hold sin against yourself. People in the church say, he did that, he did that, he did that. But God said in his word, blessed is the man whom God does not impute sin. Is God unfair? No, he isn't. God can't be unfair. Why God will not impute sin against an individual? Why? Because God, that individual, never aimed to sin. You get it taught? The believer once purged has no desire for sin. It does not mean that you would not do wrong things. Who could judge me? I could come up here before you and say, boy, I did it. I, well, I didn't mean to do it. But the great God, no. If I am the individual who did something that I did not aim to do. Yeah. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah. So God, look, you, you're secured. Yeah. Even if you make a mistake, you know, God's prophet, give that illustration. He said, a young man, uh, his dear wife told him, look, if you go outside there and you make a mistake and you slip and slide and commit sin, yeah. I am home, I'm going to pray with you. Right. I'm going to ask God to help you. And because, you know, he was new on the way. And the same chap went to work. And he tell the chaps on work, you know what my wife tell me? My wife tell me that if I drink or if I smoke, if I follow wrong company, Come home. I am there to pray with you. In, you know how he interpreted that? He into one person could interpret it. The unsaved, the carnal people could interpret the word of God to say, I could go and paint the tongue red. I could go and do anything. No, he interpreted that this way. Can I sin against such a person? Yeah. Can I offend such a a person. That's why the songwriter on the inspiration said, you know, I love him so much. You know, but what we are returned to him, how could I offend him? He, God's prophet said, that is filial love with that boy, you know. But ours is agapo love. When we think what God has done for us, how could we offend him tonight? Hallelujah! Blessed be the name of the Lord. So we want to thank God, brother, sister. There is a people Amen. Who have no condemnation. They don't walk after the flesh. Hallelujah. They're not a flesh walker. They don't walk after the flesh. They don't walk after the things of the world. They don't walk after strife and selfish things. No, they don't walk after selfish ways. But they walk after the spirit tonight. Amen. So we want to give thanks to Almighty God. That eternal security is in the body of Jesus Christ. There's where we are secured. We are secured in 
the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are secured. Nothing can separate us. Amen. Nothing can separate us. We are so secured. What Romans 8 tells us. Romans 8, uh, 35 to 39 tells us. Who shall separate us? Who? You see the challenge. That's the power of revelation. The apostle Paul can stand up and say, who? Who or what? You know, sometimes we are, have something called dry weather Christians. Whether it's dry weather, wet weather, what's the weather's problems, we still love him. I love him too much to fail him now. I love him too much to break my vow. What shall separate us? Or who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Shall distress? Persecution? Famine? Nakedness? Peril? Sword? For it's written, For thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are not conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah! Amen, but how I love to give this illustration. You know the boxer, the boxer go and win a fight. And he get lick up like casters, clear or Muhammad Ali, until he get crazy. Or he get all the blows on the head. He win the fight. He's the conqueror. And he go and care for one of his many wives and give them the gift. She didn't do nothing. She was more than a conqueror. He get all the licks until he dodo, but his wife didn't do nothing. Then thank God, we are more than conquerors. Yeah. Hallelujah. He conquered. But we are more than conquerors. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. For I am persuaded. This, this, this is the way to stand with the word. I am persuaded that neither death nor life. Amen. No angels, no principalities. No powers. No things present, no things to come. Come, 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 come. They are nothing new. We, we are afraid of nothing. Yeah. The believer in this day is fearless. Hey. The, he was talking about the things there and he come to the things now. Things to come. Social media is the biggest you. All the new things in the age is the biggest you. But nothing shall separate the believer yeah. from that security in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! What a secure feeling! Amen and amen. Glory to God. What did the word say? Amen. We, you are already. That's what wrote 830 tell us. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. So according to the word of God, you are already in God's sight glorified. Hallelujah. You, not he will, he hath. He hath glorified. Hallelujah. So the word is already spoken, church. You are secured. You got to know tonight, you are on the word, you are on the road to glory. You are on the road to glory. You are to be rejoicing on the road to glory. God said in the word, it is already done. It is already finished. Whom he predestinated, he called. 
whom he called, he justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Hallelujah. What it means, brother, before you start the journey, the journey is finished. Before you start the journey, the journey is finished. So what is taking place tonight? You know, as God's prophet said, God have a picture of you. He have a picture of you before the foundation of the world. He have the picture of you in his gallery, in his family album. He have that picture. You think he's looking at you? He's looking at that picture. There's where you're leading from. The word, the subjection to the word is carrying you to that image that God has of you. And nothing could prevent you from coming to that image that God has of you. I have news for you tonight. Don't fool yourself. You cannot stop you. (laughs) Not even you. Hallelujah. Trials, tribulation, even you cannot stop you. You are on a journey of a finished work before the foundation of the world. It has nothing to do what you did and what he had already done. I invite you tonight, look to the word and live. Receive what God said. Hallelujah. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing we can do to deserve salvation. It's what God has already done. Hallelujah. You are ordained to be holy. You are ordained to be without blame. Hallelujah. Give thanks to God. He has been mindful of you. He has been mindful of you. While you are yet a sinner. God had you in his mind. Remember God's prophet said, you know, there are some things you wanted to do. There are some things you desire to do. And God protect you from doing it. As a sinner. (laughs) I said, as a sinner. Because God knows today, you would have had to look back with that incident. And that would have been a scar in your life. That would have been a mark in your life. And God protected you from what you wanted to do. Isn't God great? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So we cannot do that in ourselves. As human beings, we are subject to mistakes. We have nothing to brag about. All the glory come to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So church, we're speaking tonight of that security. That secured feeling. Amen. To know that you are glorified. To know tonight you are eternally secured. You're like my medical plan and my health plan and all them plans. That are not changed. You are eternally secured. Amen and amen. What the gospel according to St. John 10, 28 tells us. And I give unto them 
eternal life. And they shall never perish. You talk about security. There's a people shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Woo! Is that the word of God? Is that the word of God tonight? Amen and amen and amen. What a security. How much more secured we can be tonight. Amen. Do you not know what he did? He sent his own life back upon us. His own life. That is the secure feeling. To watch the Holy Spirit change your nature. He's, he sent his own life. It's not I trying to be a Christian. I could try from now till I die. I could never be a Christian. Could be a good neighbor, could be a good citizen, but I cannot make myself a Christian. He has to come and live his life. That is why we are invited to surrender. We are invited to surrender. It's not I living, it's he living his own life in us by the grace of Almighty God. Amen! Amen! The message, quote number two. Now the Holy Spirit will not misbehave itself in one person and behave itself in another. Our security is the Holy Spirit. It will make each person come into its character because it is a spirit that leads you. It brings, it makes you subject to his nature. You don't bring it subject to your nature. Are we going? Amen. You don't bring it subject to your nature. It makes you subject to its nature. Amen. And the Holy Spirit make you live. Amen. So is the Holy Spirit tonight. Our security is that I live in. But the Holy Spirit living his life. The Holy Spirit living his life in us. Amen. So all over the scripture, if we could just run through it a little fast, all over the scripture, identify, amen, our being secured, our security. John 6, 37 tells us, all that the Father had given me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will know why cast out. So all that the Father give. Yeah. Amen. And Jesus Christ keep his gifts. Yeah. If somebody give you a gift, the way you treat the gift right. is determined how you think about the person. All that the Father had given me shall come to me. And him that come to me, I will in no wise cast out. Amen. 644 tells us, No man can come to me except the Father which sent me draw him, and I will raise him in the last day. Hallelujah. Amen. Security all around, church, all over the scripture. 665, Therefore said I unto you, No man can come. 
except it were given unto him by my father. Amen. So brother, it is God in our, under control. It is God under control. Amen. John 14, 18. Amen tells us, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Amen. So thank God for his security. So church tonight, what it is that cause, causes us tonight to have this great secured feeling. What it is would give me a secured feeling. I, that I am secured. Nothing bothers me. God don't want you to be bothered. Right. You, you remember the illustration of the African slave? Yeah. I mean, think about him. Brother Branham had to have a reason to illustrate that so many different times. You know, he was never bothered. He was never troubled. He eating slave food. He getting the same licks all the slaves getting. But he walked. He never complained. Never have a sorry face. In case you don't know. Brother Branham said it too. Psychology tells us it. But I will give free. Brother Branham said it. It takes less muscles to smile than to frown. <laughs> Brother Branham said it. Amen. So that frown, you give, stop giving your face woke. <laughs> Don't overwork your face. Walk your hand and your feet and all kind of thing. Hold the your gripe face. The whole wool on your back. Come on, secure feeling people. Uh, uh, that's good. It's not, I, I ain't quoted it because the psychologist says so. I quoted it because Brother Branham said so. He says, stop giving your face too much of work. Learn to smile. It doesn't cost nothing. You have a father. You have a God. You have a master. You are not alone. You're singing a song tonight about the angel in camp around you. Is that you with a sore face? The whole wool on your back, and you're singing about angel. I think it was John Wesley say, Christians don't lie, we sing them. I say, we sing lies, we don't lie. You didn't hear me, I'll say it again. I surrender, I surrender all. <laughs> all to Jesus, I surrender. So we don't lie, we are very nice people, we only sing lies. God help us. See, I make you smile. Take all, take all the throne from your face. You love the Lord. We love him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So what causes tonight, amen, us to get that secure feeling? What comes about is the Holy Spirit bringing us in subjection to the word. Amen. The Holy Spirit getting you, subjecting you to the word. Amen. The word is preached. Amen. You put on a tape, you listen to the preached word, you read things, and the Holy Spirit is bringing you under subjection. 
Even under subjection. It's no pain to be subjected to the word. There's no, sweet, there's no sweeter feeling than to know you're willing to yield yourself to the word. Hallelujah. That's what gives that feeling. Amen. As God's prophet tells us, an invisible union. You're experiencing something. Flesh is putting on word. And word is putting on flesh. You can see that in your life. You see this flesh put it on wood. You see wood put it on flesh. It gives you that feeling. Oh, church, God's prophet in the ministry, he discerned the diseases of the people. How he could have done it? It's because every disease was subject to the life that God had was in him. Every disease. No matter what the disease was. He was able to discern every disease. What it means tonight, every affliction is subject to the word. Amen. What we are invited to do tonight, speak the word. Just speak the word. Take the word. You know, there's a thought about, you know, faith at a higher level. You remember, amen, the, was it Jairus or one of them say, come lay your hand. Lay your hand. And lay your hand is scripture. You know? But Abraham tells us really is a Jewish habit. It is not ours. What did the centurion say? I am a man under control. I am a man have a hundred soldiers under my control. And if I say go, they have to go. If I say do this, you have to do it. He said, I know I have a revelation. You don't have to come in my house. Yeah. The Lord was coming here. He said, you don't have to come. Just speak the word. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come on, church. Believe the word. Yeah. Speak the word. Yeah. Everything has to obey the word. Yeah. I am the Lord that healed all thy diseases. Yeah. Is that the word? Then the body have to obey the word. Amen. The body have to obey the word. Alright, let's get quote number three. Notice, let us remember, he also created our bodies. And wouldn't our bodies have to obey him? This sinful, perverted body that came the route of perversion, this body have to obey him. Wouldn't our bodies have to obey him? Amen. You surrender your thoughts to him. Surrender your life to him. Surrender your faith to him. And watch the body obeys what he says. What a challenge. What's a challenge? Don't let no situation hinder you tonight. Don't let no condition hinder you tonight. Your body must obey what the word say. You say it. You remember the blind man? The blind man said, I can see. And he was blind. He believed the word. The word said, you're healed. And he spoke his healing. In the midst of mocking, in the midst of people, the fellow in the barbershop mocking him, 
Amen. He said, yes, I am healed. Yeah. I am healed. And his eyes open. You have to confess what the word say. The word said your body must obey the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't need an alcoholic treatment center or a drug rehab center. Now those things are good. I used to be a healthcare worker, so they are good. Very, very good for those who don't have the word. Go out and give you a little program and tell you how to stop drinking alcohol, how to stop taking drugs. You know what I mean? Those things are good. But we have something more than that. We have the word. We have the word of God that will deliver us. So don't misunderstand me. I am not against doing it. Okay? You surrender your thoughts to him. Surrender your life to him. Surrender your faith to him. And watch that body obeys what he says. Are we prepared for that tonight? If you are drunkard, amen, and you can't quit drinking, surrender your life to him and watch you will drink no more. This is not psychology, brother. This is not a treatment program. This is the power of the word. The power of the word to bring deliverance. Hallelujah. If you are a habitual smoker, and you try to give it up and you can't do it. Just surrender that to him. And watch it happen. He will make that body come back in subjection to the word. You got to surrender to him. You got to believe him. He made our bodies. They obey his will also. Do you believe that? So tonight we give thanks and praise to Almighty God that every demon, every disease, every affliction is subject to the word. Amen. Just speak the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, what a secure feeling. Amen. How it come about? It come about with my body. It come about tonight with your body. It comes about tonight with our bodies being subject to the word. Hallelujah. Not subject to sin, but subject to the word. It comes about because the Holy Spirit is now my king. I am not king of my life. He is the king of my life. Hallelujah. Amen. We are subject. What it do? It makes us act like him. Amen. God can reign in your life. God could rule in your life. Amen. You are subject to the word. Amen. That is why when you are corrected by the word, you don't get angry. No. Believers don't get angry for correction by the word. Because they are subject. They are happy to hear. They are happy to receive a correction from the word. They thank God for the ministry. They thank God for a believer who can say, brother, you're you, you kind of strained somewhere around. You don't get vexed. You don't get angry. Huh? This flesh will. This flesh will. But you got to bring him under subjection. Subjection because the word is the king. The word is the ruler. The word is your real pastor. 
Sometimes we we afraid flesh pastors. But if you, if you have the word as a real pastor, some deacons have no work to do. Didn't the prophet said, if, if the people receive the word, they have no use of policemen? <laughs> because they have no work to do. Amen? If we have a church that everybody get themselves in a certain atmosphere, nobody had to put nobody in order. Like when we had COVID, when you had COVID and you were forced to be home, eh? some of us had our own church or at home. Eh? You understand what I'm saying? You didn't sit down home and eat nuts while you're streaming and lie down with your pajama unless you're sick. God gave us a chance to know how to behave ourselves. We have church order right in our homes. Ooh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me leave that alone, okay? Glory! So we are under subjection to the Holy Spirit. Amen? We are under Subjection to the word. Amen. Amen. So that feeling, that security, you know what gives us it? When we can see our life tallying with the word. When we can see our life coping with our testimony. That gives us the blessed assurance. We know where we are. We know who we are. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So we trust God tonight. A bit, bit wide down in a bit that you get a secured feeling that God, what is taking place, God is bringing your body into subjection. Yeah. Amen and amen and amen. Brother or sister, you're not waiting to go to heaven. You can enjoy heavenly places right here. Yeah. When God uses servant behind this rostrum, which, as God's prophet tells us, is the closest place to heaven on earth. Right there. Because what comes out from here is the word of God. Word of God comes out from here. It comes out to our special people. That people is right now, they're seated in this building. They are seated in Christ. They are seated in heavenly places. They are enjoying heaven right now. They are not going to heaven. They're experiencing it here. They're not waiting to go. Amen. They're not hoping to get a resurrection. They have the resurrection right now. Amen. They witness in their own lives. They say, but when I die, I go resurrect. No, you know. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You know that he had quickened you. You were dead in sin and trespasses right now. You know you had he quickened. You had to made alive. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen and amen. So I trust God tonight. It is not we leading ourselves. It's Almighty God leading us. As a people, subject to the word. Amen. The members of our body, okay, is subject to this head. This hand cannot do what you want. And this feet cannot go where it wants. And it's so with all of us. There is a subjection in this body. And if this body say what to do, this fella have to follow it. If he paralyze somebody, go move his foot for him. But so long you have life, he say go, you have to go. He say speak, you have to speak. He is in charge. 
the word is in charge. Christ, the word is in charge. So I don't go where I want to go. I don't say what I want to say. We don't do what we want to do. Everybody else can, but the headship is in control. Hallelujah. We are just the body. He is the head. And we are subject to the body. And that, that, that whole union, God's prophet preached it, invisible union of the bride. Amen. Uniting time and sign. That whole relationship gives you that security. That security of a oneness. You are at one with him. As God's prophet will tell us, what God intended in the Garden of Eden, which was not materialized, is intended in your life, is that he is your head. You're still in this body, a body of flesh, a body that has a sticky nature, a body of sin, but there's a part of you enjoying an eternal shalom, eternal peace. You are what God intended, his prophet said. He could still talk to you. He could still walk with you. You have a living relationship with him tonight. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Amen. So thank God. Tonight, we can identify that we live in the day where the head and the body is together. We live in the day where there is a headship of the word. Amen. Head and body is in harmony. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. All right. Quote number four, but I, I wouldn't give you all. Right? 4D, precious brother, notice what harmony. Rewind on. Notice what harmony. Jesus never did anything until seen of the Father. The Father showed him first. The harmony between God and Christ. Amen? So will the bride. He shows her his word of life. He shows her she receives it. She never doubts it. Nothing can harm her, even death. She is eternally secure. Amen. She is eternally secure. So we give thanks to Almighty God as we wind up. Hebrews uh, 3.1 tells us, amen, he is the high priest. Wherefore, holy brethren and partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Amen. What God's prophet call it, he is the high priest of our confession. He is the high priest of our confession. What it means, church, it means that our Lord can only do something for us that we confess he do it. He is the high priest of our confession. So our Lord cannot do something for us until we confess he do it. He intercedes upon our confession. As God's prophet said, remember, he is not the high priest of your crying. 
Crying is good. He's not the high priest of your praying. Praying is good. He's not the high priest of your fasting. Fasting is good. He's the high priest of your confession. We got to confess. We got to confess on what he had already done for us. You're sick, say you're healed. You're weak, say you're strong. Hallelujah. He's not the high priest of how you feel. He is the high priest of your confession. So God could only do something for us tonight when we said he had already done it. Amen. So I want to give thanks to God tonight that God will make your body obey your confession. Amen. Your confession will bring forth the word and the promises of God unto you. Church tonight, this body of yours will obey your feet. The body made to obey. It will obey your faith. Hallelujah. So let us let faith loose. Bring our bodies in subjection to the redemptive blessing. Hallelujah. Let your body obey your faith. Hallelujah. Blessed and praise be to the name of the Lord tonight. Amen. Your body obeying your feet. We'll close off with this tonight as we look back at quote number one. What quote number one tells us? What a secure feeling. Amen. The secure feeling is watching and knowing the Holy Spirit change your nature. That change is such a change that you have a glorious experience. Amen. That we know. Nobody, nobody had to tell us that. We know. We know. You know that tonight? Do you know that you have passed from death unto life? You got to know that. The secure feeling. You got to know tonight you are eternal. You are immortal. You cannot perish. You have moved from a creature of time. You pass from death unto life. You are a creature of eternity. Naturally, death will have us to separate from one another. Amen. But we cannot be separated from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What it means tonight to be passed from death unto life. We swap death for life. We swap sorrow for gladness. We swap despair for hope. We swap grave for the glory. Oh, church tonight, our precious Lord, as his prophet taught us, he suffered the absence of God in his death. Amen? He suffered the absence of God in his death that we can have the presence of God in our death. God bless you. Trust God for that secure feeling and we stay with that feeling. God bless you. May we all stand by God's grace. Amen and amen and amen. I know it's midweek and just want to stay within. 
I trust God that something was said tonight to encourage you in your journey. Something was said tonight to encourage ourselves to serve him, to love him, to live for him. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, because we are told in the word of God that we never leave the church the same person we come. Right. And we always have to be mindful of that. Right. We'll never leave the church the same person we come. We will live better or we will live worse. I just trust God tonight. There's no middle ground. You know, there's no middle ground. If we live better or we live worse. I thank God tonight that we're here to receive his word. And his word will make us a better people. Amen. In the, by the grace of Almighty God. Maybe bow our hearts. Father, we thank you for this privilege that, to share your word with your people. We thank you, Lord God, for, Lord God, uh, they're pulling on it and receiving the word. And we thank you, O oh God, because in times like these, Lord, it's not only we are preaching to people, but we are even preaching to ourselves to remind ourselves, Lord, what you would have for of us. Bless your people tonight. Bless, give them journey in mercies. Strengthen them for the day that is ahead, Lord. Lord God, and if there is a morrow, we're glad to be back in your house to honor and to praise you. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Brother God bless you. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh